Another episode of It's Not Canon. We back at it again. Yeah, so we got we got a podcast, baby. We out here. If you didn't already know, it's Big Chase Bank at your service. And I'm only one, one of two. And the other portion of this half. If he's lying, he's flying. And you should see him in the kitchen because he be frying. What's up, Ryan? My dude, what's going on, man? That was that was long. That was a lot of extra there, bro. My dude, what's going on? Hey, bro, I feel like being extra day. I feel like today was a good day to be extra, you know? Don't you sure. think so? Sure. It's hot, dude. There's nothing as extra at this point. We are all dying here in the United States at this point. Yeah, it is hot. We are dying of thirst, but I don't want to call any more flood rain on anybody. Hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. some of the, you know, states in the U.S. right now are still not flooded. Anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah. We have right. a special, special episode for you all today. Want to know why it's special? Because we have a special guest. And this special guest is somebody I've known for quite a long time, man. It's been almost 10 years, if I have to put it. Um, this is my guy. We go back, way back. He's helped me out through so many times in my life. He's pushed me to be better every single day. When we were both in points of leadership, I've taken a lot from him, whether regardless if he knows this or not. But... My brother, my guy, Sherm, what's good, man? Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all having me here, man. It's going to be hard to follow up after that. But I will <laughs> tell you, it's been 13 years. Not 10 years, 13 years. It's been 13. <laughs> 13. Hold on. 2010. 2010. We met 2010. Oh, yeah. Go fall 2010. <laughs> Hold on, Sherman. We forget the two years of COVID because we, no one wants to remember that. So it's been 11 years. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody yeah. doing, man? I appreciate you guys having me today. Absolutely, absolutely, welcome, welcome. man. Happy to have you here, brother. Um, before we get too much further deep into explaining what we're doing on today, we have a very episode of Ryan. What is our episode for today? This week in stupid. We'll start there and then we'll move on to the big episode because I like to make people tea. Uh, I like to tease people. I'm a teaser. But <laughs> this week on in this week in stupid, we 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 wanted Sherman to be part of this because um, if you haven't heard from uh, from from me before, but I live in uh, Hotlanta and um, uh, we have a problem down here called stupid drivers. And um, I can't tell you how many times a day I will witness someone driving on in the right lane and making a left hand turn across freaking traffic and almost getting hit. I don't understand why this state makes driver's education elective and not make it mandatory for kids to learn to drive correctly I, I i can't i watched a box truck today people i watched a box truck try to cut off an 18 wheel you think they would know the signals like not to do that and they literally cut them off and hit a freaking guardrail i don't understand please tell me it's better up in uh in chi-town guys 
Our driver's ed is mandatory. I had to take that in high school. <laughs> so I, I think we're a little better than Atlanta. I think we're a little better than down there. Yeah, that yeah, pause is not giving me hope. <laughs> still got some ignorant drivers that, uh, you know what? They truly embody Dominic Toretto while being on the expressway. That's the best way I could put it. Is he and calling I out family? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to push it. <laughs> Dude, I saw a, uh, a Equinox literally swerving in and out of traffic, but they wasn't going anywhere because Equinoxes don't go fast. I don't get it. Yeah, I think what's the max out? 85 on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was uh, on a good day, but, you know, here we are. Yeah, I just think it's kind of funny that people would rather see you in Chicago up here. They'd rather see you crash off into the wall than let you get over into a lane. Oh, you got to fight your way in the lanes up here. Yeah, they'd rather see you die than let you get over into the lane. It's sick. Listen, I had someone last night. I'm driving home and getting pizza, and this girl literally cut in front of me. She saw the line of cars coming behind me because the right light just turned green. She cut in front of me this close for me hitting her. Cops were on the other side of the road because they're doing road work. I'm honking the horn. She sped away. It's a 25-mile-per-hour road. She's doing 55. 55. And the cops just stood there when it's just back to talking. I'm like, yeah, well, this is great. This this is this sums up Georgia in, in the in the best sense of words. Like, yeah, yeah, she's doing wrong. Fuck it, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you call them and they call you break. That's why. Right, right, right. I mean, they're not traffic cops. They're there to watch them pave the roads for the night. That's that's a whole another another level, right? I, I respect the police department. Do not do not pick me out. Driving anymore, please. I love you. Don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, that's this weekend. Stupid Chase. We got a very special episode today. That because is very. Really, yeah, because it's really the first of really first of what we're trying to do out of a series. And if you if you see the title already, it's me, myself, my mind, part two. We we did an episode back in May about mental health and going through some stuff. And we realized that this is a conversation we always want to continue. So today, we're doing part two of me, myself, and my and my mind. And Chase, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you kick it off, good sir. Yes, 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 yes. So again, this is our mental health episode. So we definitely want to take a look at some things that we balance on a daily basis. More specifically, because we want to take a look at men's mental health within this current world, what we, I don't want to say struggle with, but what we battle with and also what we have to overcome on a daily basis, because I feel as if slowly, but surely humanity is trying to take man out of being human. So I just came up with that on the fly as well. It's like, don't, don't quote me on that. I really didn't write that down, but I did want to start off. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to see the emails. We do love our women, female listeners. It's not thing against you. We're just having this conversation as men because Obvious reasons. Yeah. Obvious reasons. Yeah. Great. So I do have a few things written down here that I did want to go through. If we don't go through everything, it's perfectly fine. But I did want us all get want to give us all an opportunity to more or less maybe uh, de-stress, decompose, and de uh, uh, declutter from the day overall. And the very first question is literally just as simple as can be. It is, gee, 
how was your day? Be hey, be as frank as you want to. Ah, uh, be as frank. All right, okay, y'all can get okay. It was, it, was, it was bullshit. It was bullshit, but I mean, that's the that's the typical work day. I mean, you know, probably wouldn't be there if I wasn't getting paid for it, but it's all within a day's worth of work. I, I've come complacent with finding the joy and fixing the bullshit that keep me coming back to work, if that makes sense. <laughs> but other than that, so I'm kind of used to dealing with the bullshit, but nonetheless, it was bullshit. How about y'all? Pierce, I'll let you go, man. <laughs> okay, I see where this is going. Uh, overall, I would say today was... It was a pretty good day overall. All in all, you know, I feel like I was still productive with some things I did want to take care of. Um, I did get a chance to talk to my dad a little bit. So we we literally talked about books. I know it sounds kind of nerdish, but honestly, overall, I feel like today was a good day. Ice Cube voice. So Go ahead, Ryan. For me, so for me, personally, it was a good day because for, I know I bring it up all the time, but having an infant order, we had to take her to a specialist for her heart today, and all good news on that front. You don't have to ever see that specialist. It was just a silent, uh, what is it called? They call it an innocent murmur in her heart. Um, so after watching her be hooked up to all these machines for about 45 minutes, all good there. We'll take that, right? Um, professionally, no comment. <laughs> 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 no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. Well, I mean, it was a uh, it was a day that opened my eyes. So let's put it that way. Um, as much as you and I have vented to each other um, about many things, Chase, um, there there's just certain things that I think put things in perspective today that kind of make me wonder what's the next move. So. Yeah. And uh, I'm going. Go ahead. What you say, sir? Oh no, I'm saying fair enough. I wouldn't say today was like that, but I've I've, I've had some eye opening moments recently, as of recent. So, so here's a question, Chase. I know you got a slew of questions. You know how I act. So, Sherman, this is a question for you, sir. When me personally, and maybe I, maybe I need to give a little bit more to it. Me personally, I I evaluate what I do, what I do it, why I do it for. Um, am I meeting what my overall expectations are with a place of work? Are they are they meeting what I am expecting? When is that like fuck it moment where I'm like I'm done for you? Uh, when I see no progression. Have you hit that moment yet? I would say I hit that moment, but I've hit that moment previously in my career places before I see no progression and that's always my fucking moment where I'm like hey okay I'm gone there's no way I can right. progress so I haven't hit that moment but I've opened up my eyes to see that that moment might be coming eventually I mean but who knows I'm taking it day by day but yeah that's usually when I hit my fucking moments when I see no sign of progression like when you put me at a dead end yeah yeah I know I, I know the feeling I uh <laughs> We're just ransacking off of Chase questions here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've had I've had plenty of career paths where I've my my ultimate goals in in life is one you're going to keep me happy by making sure you talk to me about my progression and career and giving me the one thing that matters to me the most is my time away from work with my family. 
Um, and when those things are put to the test, sometimes I sit there and I really wonder if I'm why am I, why am I here? So yeah, it was one of those days today where I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm wondering if that question's coming up. So, but Chase, back to your many questions. No, all good. Actually, that kind of plays into some of the stuff I have in here. So we'll definitely circle back to that. Now, <laughs> I just um, ride with me for a second. Fly with me. I'm going somewhere with this. But a reason um, I'm coming with this next question is I have done um, some personal therapy and counseling in the past. And some of the stuff that he, we did go over, I did kind of gear to certain points of this conversation. So next question is individually, what do you consider a good day and what plays into it? Man, what, what I consider a good day is having my time, to be honest. I mean, I know we all took PTOs, vacations, but sometimes you take those PTO days, no vacation days, and you still, all you're doing is catching up on stuff that you can get to throughout the many a weeks where you had to go ahead and lock in to work. So, I mean, I, when I say I like my, a good day to me is when I really do have the freedom with my time to where I have nothing to do today. I have nothing to do tomorrow other than what I choose to do. And I can literally wake up and go choose. So that if you ask me what my perfect day looked like. Those are my perfect days where I got up, where I wake up and there's no really obligations other than what I want to chase. There's no mandatory obligations. That's the ones I want to go pursue. That's that look like a good day for me. And I've had a few of those usually when I take vacation, but that comes rare and spare. Factual. I see the yeah. wheels turning. Well, you know, it's funny. You grow out the you grow out the goatee. You just want to play with it all the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's the same for me. It's funny because I I'm a person that I would love to sit here with the PS5 for six hours and just be happy. But I don't I don't have that. I, I sit there and say, like, oh, man, this Saturday, I ain't going to do anything. It's going to be my perfect day. I'm just going to sit there and play PS5. And by, like, 1030 in the morning, I'm like, okay, we need to get the hell out of this house. Um, so <laughs> I'm a person that has to do stuff. So when it's a productive day where I can get a bunch of stuff done and get some time, like three, maybe four hours of game time, and I'm just relaxing, I think that is a good day. Like, I those are good days for me now do i wish i had that that moment where it's uh where i'm kicked back playing spider-man getting ready for spider-man 2 uh in the living room on the 4k all day yeah that'd be great but i don't i, I get that that twitch if i don't get something done so where okay Chase? the reason i asked oh um <laughs> a good day for me. well i i I'll answer that right after this because we're going somewhere fly with yeah, me fly with me Okay. So, uh, side note um, for anybody that's listening, I have turned Ryan into a PS5 head and a sneaker head for anyone who's wondering. Yes, I completely have to. <laughs> you, yeah, sir, are yeah. welcome. Chase is so, not. Chase is not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping you creatively explore yourself. Anyways, so um, <laughs> something that uh, I found out is a good day should always be what we define and what not anyone external of inside these two ears of ours can inflict on us. So like 
when we say like, what is a good day? You know, what is all the components of that? Does that include you eating breakfast? Are you eating a great lunch? Are you working out? Are you getting outside? Are you dedicating your time to maybe reading a book, spending time with your family? All of that is a consistent rotation of what is a good day. So whenever, you know, anyone tries to inflict their external energy on us, we should definitely be in a position to say, regardless of what happens, um, we should still be internally saying, I'm good. Now, um, I'm bringing this up because I feel as if um, my wife had written something down that I thought was super impactful. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now how she had it. And it, and it basically said, if we wrote out an entire day, top to bottom of everything that we wanted to do, and we followed that strategically, that is our perfect day in our eyes. But reason why I'm, uh, the question I'm asking you right now is, if you wrote out your perfect day, top to bottom, and you did everything you wanted to do, but by, I don't know, some random chance, somebody keyed your car and punctured holes in your wheels, would it still be considered a good day? No, I'll spend more money on fixing that car, and I don't want to spend more money. Yeah, that, that kind of gets turned my day left. <laughs> yeah. That kind of left. <laughs> and if I saw the person, I'm probably going to be spending some time in jail. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that turned into a good day anymore. <laughs> I, I, I get the concept, but yeah, that definitely would have turned my day left. Right. <laughs> I feel that. Okay. So I guess we'll switch gears a little bit here and go another route. And... Uh-uh, uh-uh. You didn't tell us what your perfect day was, sir. Yeah. Oh, my perfect day? Oh, my bad, my bad. My perfect day. Uh, let's see here. I'll say I'll wake up, hit the gym first thing in the morning, then I'll get a chance to wash the car after that. Um, depending on what time that is, maybe eat breakfast or lunch, um, take the dog for a walk. Uh, I definitely love to play the PlayStation or the Switch for a little bit. Um, go outside, have a nice drink. And that's about all I need in life. So Smash Bros, huh? Definitely nice. playing Smash Bros. <laughs> nice. And uh, by the way, anyone who's listening, whoever won't smoke, just let me know. <laughs> hey, email is it's not canon show at gmail.com. Please, I would love to filter those right to Chase. <laughs> hey, come on now. Whoever won't smoke, I'm trying to let you know you don't want this. <laughs> you got the cheat codes. Yeah, the, the first time he loses, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to lose. Hey, bro, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I ain't even trying to brag. I'm not going to lose, bro. You got the cheat codes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that'll be it for me. That'll be it for me. I'm a simple guy, bro. A nice sandwich. Put your feet up. That's it. Uh, but next thing I had was what do you value? Professionally or personally? Yeah, good question. Good question. All of the above. All right, all right. Sure, go, my man. You, you go first. I got things on it. All right. Personally. Personally, I value relationships. 
and not just any relationships, relationships that can withstand time. So, because you know with time comes a lot of, you know what I'm saying, guess, let's call it what it is, with time come a lot of bullshit, ups, downs. So, mm-hmm. you ask me something personally, what do I truly value? I can say I value relationships that withstand time because people, the same way I change, people change throughout time. And if the relationship can evolve and stay the same, I feel like that, you know what I'm saying, that speaks a lot. Professionally, time and money. <laughs> time and money. Like, it's about a dollar. I am giving my services. Look, I will tell you out of my mouth, I am a mercenary. You pay me a wage <laughs> for my time to, to accomplish a mission, and I'm going to accomplish that mission, and I expect to be compensated handsomely for it because I don't take on easy missions. And there we go. I mean, other than that, I don't get too wrapped up in the whole this is like family culture, all that. Like, look, I am a mercenary. I'm here to do a job. What you want done, I do it. Pay me. We can do business again as long as you keep the checks coming. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do you wear a, do you wear a, white, a black suit, white shirt, red, uh, red tie? Nah. nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually in a polo. I'm usually in a polo with some khakis, oh. but, all right, but so I, I run. I run things like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Let's say it like that. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that you put cameras on the other side of the field so you can watch the, the other coaches how to, how to call plays? You know what? That's, that's, that's strategic thinking, all right? You, you deflate balls on top of it? Anything to win. Anything to win. <laughs> Anything to win. We got to win. Can't you tell? Uh who I vote for? Who I go for? Oh yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Hey, but you know where he came from, though. We raised him. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, so for for personally, my 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 views have changed. I guess you can say over the last year. I mean, if you listen to the last podcast, things have gone completely south in uh, in a year. Um, Family, and when I say family, I include my close friends a part of that because uh, I look at the, the people that consider our family, and I did that in quotation for the people that are listening, it's not really my family because I don't have relationships with them. So my family are my closest friends, uh, my little infant child, and my number one, my dog. I'm just kidding. My wife is number one. Uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, my family, that those are the things that I probably hold near and dear as value to me. Is like that, that's what I want is spend time with my friends, spend time with my family. Um, and I also do include the PS5 in my family. Um, there we go. <laughs> I mean, it's expensive as a family member. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, Professionally, um, throughout my career, I chased money. I, I wanted money. I wanted growth. I wanted it to be top wherever I can be. And before this current role that I'm in now, I, I changed that mindset to being um, what's going to give me value out of this is uh, growth within the company, but at the same time, give me my time outside of work. Because I've always learned that chasing money, you 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 gain stress that you take home with you. And then on top of it, you typically don't have a home life because you're always chasing that money and you're working 20 out of 24 hours a day. So I I changed my mindset and said that what's more important is my values outside of work than what is in work. And I don't want to be like my father who was constantly on call, constantly working. 
I want to be the person that at five o'clock and shut his computer down, go spend time with his family, go do whatever he wants to do and value his, his personal for Uber chasing the almighty dollar. So Chase. Solid. Um, also kind of like on the lines of what you said within this last year, things that values have definitely changed, especially considering now I would say personally, definitely what, you all have hinted on, which is relationships, more or less, you know, are they impactful? You know, what are they bringing to me and what can I bring to them? You know, just definitely a, a means of being an outlet and support for those who truly, um, who truly value it, honestly, not trying to define a word with the word. Um, professionally, I value my time. And I think that's personally and professionally. I value my time, man. Like one thing I'm definitely starting realizing in this life is that our time is the most precious thing that we have to us because you can waste my money. I'll get money back. You could waste my, I don't know, my, my, my emotions, they come and go, you know, I can put myself on a time limit for my emotions to feel how I feel. But one thing I'm truly, 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 truly right now and started realizing that if you waste my time, that means you're you're literally wasting my attention that I'm putting towards something that could be going to something else that could be benefiting me, us, my family, whoever that is. So that's definitely what I'm starting to seek value in in today's world for certain. A quick question before we switch gears. Ryan, so what made you um stop chasing the um the bag? Because I got that I got that scarcity bag. I always feel like I need more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 it's always a bigger bag out there. It's always more money to get. So, so that's a good question. So, I, I have a close friend who will be on this show roughly soon. Who, um, we, him and I professionally encourage each other to grow. And he, he has a very successful career. I kind of went, we, we separate, we worked together and then we separated. We went, he went one way, I went another way. And we are very close friends and we were still pushing ourselves to be the best at professionally we still do um however what what triggered me was um i just i was bringing home the stress and i do have a temper and i can't keep on breaking glasses and i, I realized that when I, when my temper was coming out was because of work and there was one day i was sitting at work and i couldn't concentrate for some reason and i looked at my heart rate and it was 121 and I realized I was having a panic attack and I literally was like gyrating. Like I, I couldn't control myself. And um, luckily my wife showed up at work and she saw me in the middle of the panic attack and, and she looked at me and I looked at her and I realized that what I was going through was affecting her. Um, and I had some per, uh, personal goals. Like I wanted to start a family, which sometimes I do regret now. Um, and I, I had I just got a dog too, who I felt like I wasn't even seeing half the time. Um, I wasn't sleeping. I had, I had to take sleep aids in order to get myself to go to sleep at night. I health wise, I was the heaviest I've ever been. Um, just all around, just not in a good mindset. I, I was irritable. I was angry. Even like on a Saturday morning, just sitting watching TV, having a bagel, I would just get annoyed about something that had no reason for it. And I, I was, I was tired of being negative and I wanted to be more like Chase here, who was positive. And I wanted to see my family um, for the people that are 
trying to understand what type of career I was in. I was in hospitality. I worked in hotels. You you don't have holidays. They don't give you don't shut down for holidays. You work holidays. I've missed birthday parties. I had a general manager who one of one of the few family members that I actually did talk to, he passed away. And I wanted to go to the funeral. My general manager told me, no, you can't go. He's not your he's not your mommy or daddy. You can't go. And I couldn't go or I would lose my job. And I grew up in that industry where I missed birthday parties. I missed special occasions. I missed weddings. I missed everything because I just couldn't I couldn't get the time off or if I got the time off, I got guilted to come in. And then when I worked your way up, you're, you're now doing you're doing your best to either try to change it or you're still doing it. And I decided to be the person to try to change it and put more pressure on myself as a general manager. So it just made more sense for me to change my mindset, find something that better fit my my mental state and gave me more time to one, do things like this to um, be happy. I mean, I have a child now. I have a dog. Still like the dog better. I wish you never watched this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, there is more things that are, to me, my grandfather always said to me, and I never really understood what he said by it was, you can't take money with you when you go. And my grandfather had a buttload of money. I'm like, well, that's bullshit because you've been hoarding it for years. But he came up in a different time where us millennials, we struggle now for to just make cash and make bank. <laughs> He grew up through uh, after World War II, grew up through all that stuff. He was raised in the Depression. Like he 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 made bank just putting gas tanks into gas stations for a living. And um, he flat out said to me, you can't take it with you. So make sure you enjoy life. And I wasn't enjoying life. So I had to I had to make a decision. Take the advice from the one person I always look to as, as a role model or continue down this trend. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Only reason I ask is, you know, sometimes you battle. I mean, well, mm-hmm. my, myself personally, you know what I'm saying? You battle, you go back and forth with that because you tell yourself you're doing it for the right things so you can afford a better life for your family and, you know, provide more, you know what I'm saying, a better, higher quality life for your family. But then at the same time, you got to make those sacrifices. So it's always, and I'm very big on sacrificing. So it's always mm-hmm. like a, battle between is the sacrifice worth it or is it not worth it yeah i want, I want to give you a good uh a good analogy so we were we were raised by i'm, I'm just taking sure i really don't know what your full age is and i'm not gonna make you say it on here but we were raised by parents that were brought up that were able to afford housing buy houses at, at a certain age between their 25 to 45 range um they were able and to those provide- houses were drop dead cheap yeah, yeah. right <laughs> and they were also able to survive. Some people were able to survive on a single family income now uh, at that point. And the, this day and age, um, we can't do that because we either need two incomes to survive for a house of maybe three. Um, we, it, For millennials that can afford a house, they're dealing with mortgage payments that are just astronomical. I mean, it's just ridiculous. To go buy a brand new car is ridiculous to try to afford groceries is now ridiculous. So to take on the the necessary risk, I've learned that, you know what, certain things were just, it's more important if you want to have that family, you gotta also remember, you gotta spend time with that family. Uh, I can't tell you how many people that I have known that are in my age range that got married and divorced because they couldn't figure out that the sacrifice wasn't worth it. 
um, and lost everything to them. Lost that house that they worked their asses off for, lost that wife that they were with or husband that they were with. And it came down to that. I love my wife. She puts up with my crazy shit. And listen, I, I, I'm batshit crazy and I know it. And I, 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 I thrive in it. Um, but the sheer fact that she puts up with all the, the antics that I put up with, and Chase can contest. He knows the shit I put her through. <laughs> so, oh, Dude, that one story about the fan. I'm like, I'm sorry, Ryan. This is you. <laughs> uh, listen, we are not talking about that story on air. <laughs> I'm still living over that fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the on the off case that I didn't want to, I didn't. There's been things that have tested me over the past year that made me had one of my dad's pe biggest pieces of advice when I got married was he pulled me aside. He looked at me and said, it's you and your wife now. And that's the only thing that matters. Anyone out opinions outside of your marriage, anyone that could affect your marriage is a problem for you. And you need to protect what's yours. You, it's your job to make sure that you and your wife is always taken care of. Everyone else does not matter. And when, when things look awry and things didn't look good, that's when I always had to realize, like, it's more important that I keep my marriage because there's no one else that's going to put up with me with my bullshit. I know that. I don't know why she puts up with me and my bullshit. So I can't lose her. So <laughs> I got to stick it out, right? Um, and it was more important to me to realize that chasing the almighty dollar doesn't lead to happiness. As much as people think they're happy... I, my friend, he has a well-paying job. He has the title that he wants, but he says he's happy, but there's a lot of stress with that job. I don't know if I wanted to carry that stress. My dad worked and provided for us and worked his ass off and ended up with a massive heart attack, dying in an ambulance, having to be resuscitated back. I don't want to live that life. I want to be able to say, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to hop in an RV and we're going out to the mountains this weekend. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want that type of life. Like I will provide for my family because that is my role, but I will, I don't want to sacrifice my family. Understandable. Understandable. What's your, what's your input on this chase? I want to hear your two cents on this. Um, man, one, that was deep. And two, it yeah. totally sense. Uh, reason being because, I just think that we really have to place out what it is that we want our future to look like. Granted, you know, it ain't here yet, but I feel like we're laying the foundation for that strategically right now. And I keep saying this, man, I'm living by it, but like in your 30s, you find out what you don't want to tolerate. You know, if you don't want to tolerate ignorance, you remove yourself from it. If you don't want to tolerate fake friends, then you just make your circle smaller. Like you find out what you do and don't want to tolerate and you apply that to the future, man. Cause at this point it's like looking into the future is I, I definitely want to live a life where, you know, one, my family's good. You know, I don't never have to worry about anything from a financial standpoint because, you know, growing up, I felt as if my dad worked to a degree where we never wanted for anything, but at the same time we had what we needed. Did I want that pair of Jordans while I was growing up? I did. Right now, it's like it's not a necessity. So I want to live to a degree where everybody's good at the same time. I still have that freedom to spend with them because I totally granted, you know, do we deal with BS on a daily basis? Yes. Yes, we do. Is it very, very, very annoying? Oh, yes, it is. 
Did I almost want to cut somebody out the other day because he said something really, really smart to me and he only said it because he knew he would never see me in the office? Oh, yeah, he tried it. But, you know, I never wanted day, to jump a pitch so hard. Never wanted to jump a pitch so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I told Chase, I had a, I, I told, I told, I told Chase I had to find my white voice again before I jumped on a call with a client because I went completely in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we all we had those moments. I understand. I feel you. I feel we had yeah. those moments. <laughs> so, so look, I'm, I'm gonna sound a little weird here, but I mean we being honest here. So yeah. I'm gonna make a reference to uh, Ryan. I don't know you. You seen Paid in Four before? Which one? Seen Paid in Four before? Probably, but it's probably been a hot minute. Okay, okay, okay. So, referencing that to when um, Mitch was sitting in the car, he was talking to Ace, right? And I'm going somewhere with this, and he was describing how he loved a game. He loved a hustle. Yeah, he can retire, but is the fans still going to love him? Because pretty much, and how I correlate that to my life is, so, guess kind of recap on my life. I've always been in sports. Started playing when I was five, then stopped playing until I was 23. Not a year off. So the way my brain is wired is very competitive. And I like it like that. So because I like it like that, I feel like that's what gets me going. You know what I'm saying? That competitiveness where if we all work together and we all had the same position, of course I want to be the best. You know what I'm saying? Naturally, I walk in, I already feel like I'm the best. And I want to be the best. I want to prove it more than anything. So that competitive drive always keep me going. Now, you know what I'm saying, we're talking about sacrifice, and I think back to the Black Mamba because I feel like in that documentary was the only time I ever feel like someone actually could relate to what I was thinking. And Kobe was describing how when you want to be great at something, you make big sacrifices. And if you want to provide something to your family that not typically provided to them, you make big sacrifices. So I'm constantly in the battle between do I make those big sacrifices and provide the life to my family? that they probably wouldn't have been afforded? Or do I make those sacrifices to be with my family and then we take the hit on providing them a quality of life that they probably won't get to see if I don't elevate myself to another level? In order to elevate myself, I need to make those sacrifices that's going to take time away. Here, I want to give you a, a very interesting outlook on that. Sacrifice for you sounds like you want to make sure you provide it, which is, of course, in this day and age, has to be money, right? You got to make yeah. that almighty dollar, right? Yep. So I left an industry that was paying paying me to do what I was doing and giving up a lot of my time. I now in an industry where they're paying me more and I got plenty of time. Um, and and it's, it's a mindset where I literally had to shut it off saying I have been taught many skills that I can correlate into fields that are going to give me more money and give me my time. And it's, it's afforded me a lot of opportunities where one, I get to do this with Chase because I got to meet this man. Um, but there is, don't don't shut your mind down that you're you're stuck in doing this hustle where you you want to provide for your family, but you can also still have the time to. You can have your cake and eat it too to an extent. You may not be overly pushed or overly given everything you want, but at least the one thing that you have is the the things that you value the most. Now, if those things don't line up then at that point, there's that question again of, what am I doing here? Now, 
I, I feel where you're coming from because I, I, I see the mindset. Like, I, it's like I have to get it because it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I feel like the correlation is when we look at like certain pro athletes, they're only doing what they're doing for, let's just say, this amount of time within their years before that time is closed for them to make, let's just say, that million, you know, that 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 real big payoff where they're straight. So I feel like it's, it's, it's the, the fact that you might be in that time where it's like, I can make this right now because I don't know if I can make this again. So yep. maximizing that window. Right. So I I completely get it. Only thing I would say is if it's something that you're okay with doing for X amount of time where it's not going to completely stagnate your mental state where you won't be in a, 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 a space of stability, then I'll say you might want to take a look at that and monitor how it is that you're doing over time mentally. But also, I feel as if like, uh, man, one of my older frat brothers told me this a while ago. He was either you either you can either get paid to deal with some bull or you could, you know, take where it is where you're at. And I feel as if, like, he had a point, but at the same time, with every level of every job of every industry, you're always at some point paid to deal with some bullshit. So I get where you're coming from. I just think, can you deal with that bullshit and still stay strong up here? Good question. That's a good question. <laughs> that, that that's That's a good question. But a lot of times, dealing with the bullshit, is how I deal with other bullshit. You know, it off balance. So, oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, so it, it off balance. It off balance, I would say, because if it's not a, if it's not in a place of work, I mean, we all got life bullshit we deal with every day, let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Nobody life perfect. So, it's plenty of times when I go to work, you know what I'm saying? And that's my release to deal from, to get away from life bullshit. Okay, I can focus on something to benefit this organization, lock in on this project, drive on it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's to get an escape from the BS that's going on in life. So I feel like and me and my personal opinion always kind of off balance for me because if I got something going on personal life that's BS that I need to get away from, I go to work. <laughs> go to work and it's always something to do there. And then, you know what I'm saying, once again, but the only the bad part about it is when I got life BS outside of work, I can't just, you know what I'm saying, when I got BS at work and I want to get outside of life, I can't just go home. So that's just the only down part about it. I can go to work to get away from life BS, but I can't go home to get away from work BS. Sounds like you're swimming in a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm soaking <laughs> in it at this point. I'm soaking in it. So, so without giving too much, I know we're diving off of your stuff, but that chases on a point there. You got you to gotta focus on making sure that, that if you value relationships and your relationships are causing some bullshit, it's time to reevaluate some of those relationships. Um, and you're you're talking to the guru of cutting people off over here. Um, so I, I, I will be the first one to tell you that if that bullshit is affecting you professionally, personally, and you have no escape, and uh, that relationship needs to go. Um, but Chase, I will uh, I will stop talking. Go ahead, sir. No, no, no. <laughs> Appreciate it. That was a great segue into like where I kind of want to go to next is, you know, I feel like literally we're dealt a hand of shit on a daily basis. So specifically, you say you go to work to get away from some of the personal stuff and you get 
um, go home to get away from some of the work stuff. So at, at what point and what space do you actually find it where you're like, I and I know this might sound weird, but you're in your happy place. Like, man, you're in your element where you can just really feel as if like you could just decompose, decompose and decompress. Man, if I'm being honest, Chase. Yeah. Um, happy space. Let's talk about happy space. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know what you're going to say. One of the things that you might say, but I I, I want to hear what you got, though. No, I'm trying to think like really, really happy place. Um, you know, it's also very concerning and taking him this long to figure out what his happy place is. Right? <laughs> 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 Do we need to plan you a vacation? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I, I would say I. I don't know. I'm trying to word it right. So the best way I can say it is kind of say it real because I'm trying to word it correctly. I worry too much to get in a happy place. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, I'm and, and it sounds so cliche, but I'm very wired like a football coach. I'm very wired on to the next play, on to the next game, on to the next season. Yeah, that we're doing great now, but you got to think about two weeks from now. So that's why it's always hard for me to get in a happy place. Even when I am in a happy place, it's split second because now I'm thinking about okay, what's the next thing? If we go ahead and we go on a vacation to here. I'm thinking about, okay, what's the next vacation that's bigger than here? It's like I'm always chasing. And so it's kind of hard for me to get in a happy place, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, If that makes sense. I I know that don't make a lot of sense, but it's somebody out there feels how I feel. It's somebody out there thinking like this, too. I know it is. Yeah, definitely. Well, before I dive into that, I had to kind of poke with that. Ryan, did you have any interjection on that one? So yeah, and I'm, I used to be the same way. I used to be on the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. I kind of still act like that, and, and that's what my wife always tells me: you need a vacation because you're on to the next one, on to the next one, and and don't know when to stop. When I got married, um, we went on our honeymoon, and um, she made me sit down in a chair on a beach. And handed me my tablet and said, you're not allowed to move for an hour and 30 minutes. Now just read a book. Um, And for me, reading books is comic books. So you you can read a lot in an hour and a half. Um, And for me, my happy place is where I get to be very creative and read and just be in my head just to enjoy the, the craziness that goes in there for creativity. So that is really my happy place. But um, it's, it took a while to get there and um yeah i, I don't don't spend a lot of time in there but i like to yeah and the reason why i kind of brought that up was because i feel like every person needs that space where they have like a me time where you know i feel like we really do get fixated on on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And I feel like that's a value of society, specifically speaking, being in the U.S. Because there's always what's the next major thing? What's the what, Who's the new kid on the block? What's the next major trend and stuff like that? And sometimes I feel like we overstep actually appreciating where we are at this very second. Like, it could be like, it's always like the smaller or the, the, the simple things in life, man. Like, if you had a good breakfast, bro, like, damn. 
feel me? Like it's literally the smallest things, and I I, I truly understand it because that's how we've been wired, bro. But I truly just want to challenge you, man, just to find out what it is that you could literally just take a second and just enjoy where you are at the moment without thinking about what's next. Because I feel like we stress ourselves thinking about that sometimes. Yeah, I'm not lying. What's your favorite football team? My favorite? I'm I'm a Bill guy, Patriots. Oh, well, I mean, he doesn't have anything to look forward to this season now, I guess, does he? <laughs> you know what? I live through the glory years. I'm going to suffer through these, too. I'm sticking with it. So he can't even escape for three hours on a Sunday this year. He's got to worry about what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I still got saving, though. We still going to be a powerhouse. I still got saving. Yeah, yeah go dogs. You <laughs> but yeah, you're right though, Chase. Like you said, gotta, you know what I'm saying, look into that whole happy place. And I think it go back to like you said, living and being in the moment, appreciating exactly what's going on right now instead of thinking about the future. Cause I know I do have that the worst where I always consider the future. Shit, bro. And it's not bad at all, because like you you know, prior proper planning. You feel me? It it, it you plan to execute, then you execute to succeed. So it's all a part. It's all in that mode of making sure that you set up to to move forward in a most amicable way. It's just sometimes we get fixated with it instead of moving forward until how we, you know, just appreciate where we are. You know, sometimes it's all about, bro. It's beauty in the struggle. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. It's beauty. In the struggle. Let me let me dive into this real quick. So let's take let's go back to 2019. You're sitting there worrying about the future, right? You want to make sure you're making all that money, right? You're worrying about how life is going to be. You got plans, right? Yeah. Pandemic. You you can't plan for life events that could technically take you completely down and take you down to a path that you you can't come back from, right? My wife ended up with COVID. I spent 14 days wondering if she's going to able to leave because she has asthma, right? So you, your planning to for the future is great. Like you, the best you can do for planning for the future is make sure you have money so you can retire. That 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 is the ultimate plan. Worrying about the next move, man. Enjoy the time. You know, if you if you're in a moment where you can enjoy the time, enjoy the time because. And do you have kids? No, not yet. So everyone keeps on telling me to enjoy these moments because she grows up so fast. This is probably the first week in my life that I can actually say I have enjoyed every day with my daughter because she's not screaming in my face. She is looking at me. She's talking to me. I'm getting her to laugh, which she had a deadline to start laughing at her daddy last week because I'm a funny dude. And if she didn't find me funny, she would the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> up to Uncle Chase for the rest of her life. Oh, <laughs> uh, But yeah, it literally, it, it gotta enjoy like Things change when you have that family. You'll realize that real quick that is important and, and is important to be in that moment with that family. Now I'm not I'm not discrediting anyone that's single or chasing that chasing the dream because I was doing that. I just realigned my dream to include a child and wanted to experience that. Uh, we are conditioned now to chase the dream because that is the way that um I mean, they taught us in school to chase the dream. Go in every college. Chase tells you, you you can go and make fortunes by having a piece of paper 
that tells you you're better than everyone else. But you can still be better just having a child. You don't have to be better than everyone else. You just have to be better than yourself the day before. There, there's, a little, there's a deep moment for you, Chase. I'm done. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I feel like, and you said something that was dope. It's just the the realignment of your dream. Because I feel as if, like, everybody on this planet, we all have one. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dream is different because we're all different people. Like, we're all built to do different things. And sometimes a lot of stuff happens to us. We always get mon- monkey wrenches thrown in our lives. It's just, can we realign to what that dream is? Everyone had a dream growing up, right? Sherman, what was your, what was your dream job when you were 14 years old? Oh, ER surgeon. Are you an ER surgeon? No. Chase, what was your dream job when you were 14 years old? Honestly, I kind of want to be in demolition and blow stuff up. Well, I mean, you're kind of close, but you're not. (laughs) (laughs) My dream job was to be a comic book writer. I ain't no comic book writer. Your dreams change, but are you truly happy where you are in your life in this moment? Because your dream of chasing this continuously changes. But are you happy? Can you go to bed tonight and go on, yeah, I, I, as, as shitty as today was, am I a good man? Am I loved? Do I provide enough what I can to make sure there's food on the table? Or do we as a family survive on the food that's on the table? Am I waking up tomorrow to see my, my family or my friends? Do my friends love me? Those are the things that should matter in life because if you're chasing the almighty diet, your friends are going to sit there and go, he doesn't have time for us anymore. They're going to move on with their happiness if that's your social group. It, your dreams continuously change. When you get to a point where it's like, all right, I want to have a family. That's a new dream. You're going to be gung-ho. You're going to sit there and go, I want to be make sure I'm there for every little sport event. I want to make sure I'm cheering her on. If my daughter wants to be a cheerleader, you best believe I'm going to be sitting there with pom-poms in the crowd, just cheering along with her, doing the same routine because I helped her exercise that training routine, right? Um, if she, My goal for her is to be a professional wrestler. I know that she ain't going to be a professional wrestler because she watched the match last week and she cried. So I am very aware that this child's not going to be a professional wrestler. But I would love for it. Chase, your dreams of being a voice actor, You, we can still do these dreams, right? But are they realistically in your immediate future, the, the biggest thing in my, in my opinion, and this is solely my opinion, and this is what I wish for everyone. I want you, everyone to be happy. I know Chase is doing things outside of it's not Canon and professionally together that he is doing something that's making him happy. And I am supporting that every fashion I can, because I want him to be happy. You can go through life and just be miserable. And I always think of the film Wally. I know this is the craziest thing a uh, film to think about, but if you remember all those fat fucks sitting on their chairs, floating around being miserable because they weren't getting their way, I can't live like that. I choose to wake up every morning and try to live better than I did the day before. I try to forget all the sorrows the day before all the hiccups. I learn from it. I move on from it. It's time to be happy that day. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, you dropping gems, though. You dropping gems. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently at, eight, at 9.20 at night. I'm pretty much 
well aware of that. I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's exactly what you say. You're dropping gems because at the end of the day, everything that we that happens to us, it's a choice. I remember my dad told me the story a while ago, man. He was talking about, you know, we're, I was raised in a church, man. So, the, you know, the Lord is always on my side. But, you know, the story he told me was uh, it was an old preacher that was on his way to church with his wife. They stopped at the same coffee stop every single Sunday for the last 20 years. This particular Sunday, he got out, went inside to go grab the coffee. As soon as he went inside to grab the coffee, uh, some random guy ran up on the car with his wife in it, robbed her blind, ran off. The husband just so happened to come outside and his wife was frantic, asked her what happened. She said she had just gotten robbed. He was like, okay, as calm as can be. He got back in the car and he's like, all right, let's continue going back to church. And I never forgot that story. And I was like, well, that's it? He's like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, well, what was the moral of that story? He was like, it's not what happens to us in life. It's how we react to it. He could have been mad. He could have been ran off, tried to find a guy. He could have got shot. He could have tried to run away. Anything could have happened. But he stayed the course of what he already always does and already knew because literally stuff is going to happen off on us on a daily basis. We could either be erratic to it and just go crazy, or we could calmly just make a decision to, all right, how do we want to handle this? Let's just go on about our day. Facts. That's the gem of the day because I think that was directed at me. So I appreciate you, sir. I'm going to try to take that in place. But also, a little pissed at that guy for not calling the cops. Just saying that. <laughs> he probably should have, but I think that was the time before they had cell phones. Is when it, I think they told I'm sure there was a pay phone. I'm sure there was a phone inside that little coffee shop that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You got this random guy just going out there, so robbing people, probably ending up shooting someone. You could have stopped that, dude. Like, what the hell? All right. So I know we are literally approaching time. So um, I feel like it was definitely a great conversation. And I feel like we could end on this note of, guys, what is it that excites you about life? That was a lot to unpack. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question. All right. Hey man, I put some thoughts into this one, man. You should see everything I got in here. What's say, it, say it again one more time. What excites you about life? Because we see on a daily basis, man, a lot of people that suffer from you know depression, anxiety, they look to take theirs, but there's so much to be excited about. And it's a lot to unpack, but necessarily what excites you? All right. Fair enough. I got got one. I got one. What excites me is the possibilities. There's so much possibility in life. Like, it is just so much. Like, people, life could change. It's just possible people, life could change overnight. I mean, it's unlikely, but someone can go grab a lottery ticket. And now they have five hundred million dollars when they only had they had negative five hundred dollars in their account. You got kids jumping online, starting stores, becoming overnight millionaires, which probably they wouldn't have been like. It's so many possibilities out here. Like, what, guess anything we could be talking about. 
the renewable resources that they have with renewable energy. It's got so many possibilities out here. AI, like we get into some possibilities. Like I feel like this, we really living in an age where anyone is unstoppable. Information is so readily available. You are unstoppable if you just want to put your mind to it and put the effort behind it. That's what excites me about life. I feel like anyone could be anything they want to be at this point. You just got to put the effort behind it. Facts. Right. Ryan, you want me to go or are you still thinking? You can go. I got one, but I want to hear yours first. Okay. Currently, what's exciting me is I, I feel like I'm taking shots like I'm Steph Curry. Like, I feel like I could hit them all as long as I'm taking hope I have the confidence to take them. I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where I'm ready to start taking these shots. Now, I know not all of them are going to go down. But I feel as if, like, the opportunity is finally making a way for me to take these shots, and I'm just confident to know and to think that, like, I'm excited that I'm going to take these shots, and regardless if they go down or if they all hit, I'm going to take them. Yes, sir. Uh, keep shooting. Empty the clip. Hey, all of <laughs> You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, you're yeah. not lying. <laughs> You know that's most most posters in every office complex is uh, that poster right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna make us copyrighted by you saying that now. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's something actually something com- something completely new that I'm um, discovering for the first time, and um, it's love. Um, seeing my daughter look at me and smile when she sees me just. For the first time, I think I feel like I know what love is supposed to feel like when she looks at me and goes, just just looks at me, just stares at me. That excites me every day to watch her like become her own individual person. Does she have all my grumpy faces? Yeah, she does. Um, but to see her light up when I look at her and I say her name and she smiles, she giggles, she high pitched screams, whatever it is, it just... When she looks at me, just tells me that she freaking loves me. And love is just an excitement all around when you're surrounded by it. And I think I finally starting to understand what it's like. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know, but me and Sharon, we're both married. And we happen to be married to um, sorority sisters. So I married one ship. He married another ship. So quite literally, I'm not going to lie. Like I see this man at every almost event. And I feel like we definitely have our conversation of marriage and how it continuously evolves from where we were to where we are. And I know you just mentioned like how you experience in love in a whole nother way because you have a daughter. And I feel like that's our next step of where we are potentially going. So I greatly appreciate that. one. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, like I, I, I never knew the definition of what love was, even though I've been married for six years um, with my wife for over 13 um, I never really thought I knew what it meant. And I never knew, like, I always said this, that I think if my wife left me, I would have been perfectly fine within two to three weeks. And just because I never really had that in, in my life to have that type of love. Um, and I think I, I can bounce back, but I sit there now and I look at this little girl that literally looks at me. And as soon as she gets, like, understands that she's looking at her dad, she smiles um it just it's a different feeling and uh yeah man um not saying there's nothing like it because i don't know what's next for love but i feel like i'm learning something new every day with this 
you've been dropping jewels. Yeah, you've been dropping gems whole episode. Let's let's not do this again. You're the smart one, not me. We are not doing these late night episodes for Ryan. <laughs> Apparently, his brain clicks in after eight p.m. his time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, yeah. um, I know we want to go ahead and wrap this up. And um, final comments from uh, both of you, gentlemen, and go. Um. Well, I want my comments to be twofold. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to be twofold. So first and foremost, um, I know Chase in the beginning of the episode, um, you shouted me out. Just wanted to say, man, like the same way it was always mutual respect as well. Um, and one thing about you, Chase, is you're going to handle your business. You're going to handle your business above everything your business will get handled. So it's like, yes, know that, you know what I'm saying, it's always mutually inspired. I think that's why we lasted so long because – Man, we'd have been in the trenches with each other together. We'd have had the battles, everything. You know what I'm saying? So we know exactly how each other is. We know exactly where we stand in. Just keep being you, man. You know what I'm saying? Just keep being the person you are because I promise you, I don't know if it paid off yet for you, but trust me, people recognize it, myself included. Um, The second half of it is just anybody that's listening to this, just I feel like this was a really good episode because we got to see different point of views, got to really speak honestly about stuff. But just talk about it because this is stuff that is actually kind of crazy. I'm talking to Ryan. I've never met Ryan in my life except for today. <laughs> and just verbalizing these type of things, you know what I'm saying, these thought patterns in our head, it's get, it gets, you know what I'm saying, make everything so much clearer. So if you're going through something, no matter how old you are or how young you are, talk about it to somebody. And guess, you know what I'm saying, talking about it can make you go a long way because I feel so much better after this episode. And that is my two cents. So... As always, guys, I we always want to say thank you for listening. That's going to be the first thing I got to say is thank you for listening. And we're going to do more of these potentially quarterly. It could be a monthly thing. We're, we're trying to figure that out. People seem to be gravitating to this. And I think it's a necessity to hear from different points of view. Thank Sherman for joining us today because this is definitely, like he said, multiple different points of views. Um, the, mo- the more important thing is we need help. Get help. That is a, a given. Get help. Um, listen to us. If you want to reach out to us and help, ask us, hey, how, where do you where do you guys go? We will be there for you. Um, and, and more importantly, find joy in every day, even if it's even just if, you, if you're having a bad day and you can find something that makes you happy for 15 minutes. That's 15 minutes of happiness that you were not going to have unless you found it yourself. So find something that, that you can, like, even if you're just having a shitty day and five o'clock comes around, you're like, what am I going to do? And what, if it's hopping into GTA and working your businesses in GTA online, that's fine. If it's, if it's reading a good book, that's fine. If it's catching up on TV, whatever makes you happy, find your joy. Um, it, it is important for at least to be happy for a moment to realize, because that 15 minutes is going to tell you, you know what? I can survive another day. Um, Chase, with your final thoughts, make sure you say goodbye to everyone. Will do. Final thoughts here. Um, if you're not aware, any feeling of depression, um, mental health, it does feel as if like you may be sad, hopeless, empty. If you feel extremely tired, if you have difficulty sleeping, or you're sleeping too much, if you're not getting pleasure from things that you normally do, any physical symptoms like headaches or pain, uh, drugs, or alcohol abuse, if you're having problems with your uh, anger, 
or if you're just exhibiting uh, risky behavior, go get your help. It's okay to ask for help. You are not too much or too less of a person because you receive help. We are all put on this world for a reason because we all need to help each other. Go get your help. And lastly, Sherman uh, Ryan, thank you for this conversation on today. I know this is a sacrifice of our time. I feel as if our time is greatly valued, and I greatly value y'all. So, so thank you so much, and thank you for all the listeners that were out here today. Thank you. Say bye, everyone. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for all the listeners. Bye, guys.